mai ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Second to last show of the year. I'm back tomorrow with the final panel of 2022 and then no more panel until December 16. So... I'm going to miss you. Today, a new report finds 22% of drugs New Zealanders were buying were partially or completely different to what people had bought. What to know about drugs ahead of the festive season. A recent study has found that disabled people experience insurmountable barriers accessing health care during the COVID-19 pandemic. We discussed that. And Air New Zealand is changing flight times for close to... 2,000 international flights next year. What you need to know about flight cancellations. Chances are you could have your flight changed on you. And a framed transcript of the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern calling Act Leader David Seymour an arrogant prick in Parliament has sold for a staggering sum. Uh, We have the person who bought it on today as well as uh, David Seymour. But it got me thinking, what political memorabilia do you have at home? Uh, A bill rolling badge? Russell Norman's Tibetan flag? Did anyone buy the lamington that was placed on former ACT MP John Muscowan's head? Anyway, text me at 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co. With me today, Abubsi Moran, urban strategist and founder of Places for Good, which is a community engagement and uh, placemaking collective. Bootsy, kia ora. Nice to have you here. Tēnā Wallace. Thank you for having me. Thank you for my present. Oh, the kawakawa bomb from our school, yes. This is just wonderful. Yeah, we did a little art project, um, Creatives in Schools, through the Ministry of Education, and one of the things we incorporated was making the kawakawa together as a whānau in a weekend wānanga. What do I do with it? You can use it for eczema. It's very good for that. Um, it's calming, um, massage. Nice. And, yeah, it's it's magic. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. To this, supermarket trolleys abandoned in nearby bushes or scattered in a shopping centre car park, not an uncommon sight. When a cart gets dumped, the owner the onus falls on a good Samaritan to contact the store to have them collected. Well, Jackie Knight was so sick of spotting these trolleys, she's launched a petition demanding retailers do better. With us is Jackie Knight. The petition, by the way, is on change.org. It's called Stop Trashing New Zealand with three exclamation marks. Kia ora, Jackie. Kia ora, Wallace. Nice to be talking with you. Pleasure. Clearly quite passionate. Why is this such a big issue for you? Well, it's been bothering me for some years, and it's, and it's obviously getting worse. Um, I found some trolleys in my local park the other day, um, and they're all put together waiting for somebody to come. I phoned Countdown, and it seemed like she wasn't really interested in the finer details as to where to find them, so I wonder if the message got through to the contractor. And then I was looking on Facebook, and here's a man in Massey, Ethan, and I've forgotten his surname, sorry, Ethan, but he has been actually pulling them out of the lovely, beautiful bush reserve nearby and um, asking Countdown to come and collect them from his property, and they just don't bother. Um, and oh, it, okay. getting worse. Well, so once the trolley leaves the supermarket, it seems to be in a bit of a no-man's-land area. It's not, they see it as not the supermarket's responsibility. Is it not, Jackie... Nothing to do with the supermarket, though. They weren't the ones who uh, rode the trolley out into the creek. No, that's true. It's not the 
supermarket's fault as such. It's creating a problem. It's the people who do it are the problem. They, I mean, it's tantamount to theft, isn't it? To take a supermarket trolley out of the car park. It's not, not their property, so they shouldn't be doing it. But how do you track all these people down and, and what action do you take? And it would be easier if the supermarket supermarkets and stores could put in some sort of uh, provision so that they don't go down. At my local countdown, there is a, um, a device to stop them going over a certain area. Is there the now? Area. Yeah, kind of like the e-scooters. You know, they've got a um, they've got right, a de- yeah. they've got a device where you can't go certain places. Boopsie. Well, so I sure. totally, I totally agree with you in this. That um, I've carried, I've pushed trolleys probably four blocks. Um, two together just to return them. And the whole time I was pushing it, I was thinking there must be a better way um, to control these. One way I noticed in Europe when I was growing up and loved um, was they had a coin you put in, and so it's kind of incentivizing the return. I don't know if those still exist because less people have coins, but I agree with the satellite way of kind of stopping the wheels before. But, yeah, definitely something needs to be done because I've noticed, too, that's getting worse. But the coin, the way it works is you attach two trolleys together and you get your $2 coin back. And so it also incentivizes oh. kids to go around kids. So I wonder if it's cheaper than the the new technical ways of returning okay. Jackie? as a trial. It would work well. There are ways it can be done. I hear from people saying it, it is possible and they've seen it overseas. I remember I was at an airport where you had to put a coin in the slot to get your trolley. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's so common in Europe that some people who don't have coins anymore have a little fake plastic thing that they use, but yeah. it makes them return the trolley every time and it keeps it, or it incentivizes Nonetheless, it. Nonetheless, Jackie, the, 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 the main crux of the issue is this, right? You've got uh, your beautiful creek and this restoration going underway for these urban uh, waterways. Next minute, you've got a, a, a supermarket trolley smack bang in the middle of nature. It's a bit of a shocker, isn't it? Exactly, and it's, it's creating a hazard the waterways are actually blocking up because they're clogged with supermarket trolleys and other debris, which catches in the trolleys, and then it becomes like a miniature dam. So it's creating a nuisance that way too. Well, I'm surprised that they don't want to keep them closer just for the sense that I've heard they're like $400 each, so it's a really? loss. Yeah, I've heard on other radio stations and here that they were talking about it in the past 400 per trolley. So if that's not incentive for the business to keep it on site, I don't know yeah. what is. So, and uh, I actually looked at the sustainability policy of all all these, the four, the three supermarkets, and the warehouse was another one I looked into. And they say that they're doing things, but you begin to wonder if it's just greenwash when they're not interested in collecting their mm. trolleys. Well, from a, a listener's perspective, Countdown aren't interested in collecting trolleys in Green Lane area either. It's impossible. So what's the message here, Jackie? What would you like people to hear this afternoon? Uh, I w- would just like to see something done about it, and perhaps if, if the supermarket, if we get a lot of signatures on that, petition that would be a good way of making them think about uh, how they can be better than other stores by improving their um, the way they handle it that's a good idea yeah it's a very good idea isn't it nice one uh jackie kia thank you for your time and and, uh, all the best with the petition thanks wallace and merry christmas to you all
Oh, Merry Christmas to you too. Uh, that's Jackie Knight there. Start a petition is on change.org. It's called Stop Trashing NZ three exclamation marks. Did I say that we're back on December the sixteenth? No, we're back. The panel is uh, finishing tomorrow, uh, and uh, no more panel until January uh, the sixteenth. That's uh, next year, of course. Um, now uh, a lot of uh, political memorabilia coming through. I st- Andy says I still have a Rob Muldoon piggy bank, very popular in the late seventies. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, a recording of the speech Nelson Mandela uh, gave. Oh, where was it? So many, so many. Uh, I have some McGillagully Serious Party manifestos and a few other things. And uh, a New Zealand Party earthenware mug bought at a garage sale on Waiheke Island. Um, I have a pen from the 1978 election, says Claire. It's triangular and white with a red end, says. I paid $1 for a Labour victory. I was 10, and I pinned a rose on Bill Rowling. And I vote national as an adult, says Claire. Very interesting. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Yeah, I have... Um, I went on a recent parliamentary tour, and I was wondering how much that tin would go for on Trade Me, that tin where they put the ballots. Ah. an actual... I learned a lot, but it's an actual tea tin that they still put all the ballots in for when they decide what the next policy is. Yeah. And I thought that would go for a lot. Pricey. Good on you. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for I've been thinking. By the way, we have Steve McCabe. He's stuck in traffic. He's coming in from uh, Monaco there. Um, so um, a bit of traffic on the motorway today. And by the way, do take care this afternoon if you're driving. A lot of traffic. We'll give you the latest traffic updates uh, if there are any. Uh, what's on your mind, Boopsy? Well, I've been thinking about stationary because I have a daughter that just finished year six and finished year four. And we get these lists that we order, and at the end of the year, there's some half-filled books, one-page-filled books, lots of colored pencils and felt tips. And I wonder who out there in Aotearoa, New Zealand, what do you do with the old stationery, and is there better ways to close that loop? So are you directly giving it to a friend, which I just learned today, one of my friends has a... um, Their child has a specific friend that they pass on their old stationery to, um, just because it's a continual recycle kind of way they operate. Um, I'd like to maybe give it to other schools that are low on stationery. So that might already exist. I just don't know where. But I have a stack of like some empty I-15, B-5 books, uh, inquiry books. uh, And we definitely never run out as a reliever. I relief teach sometimes in primary schools. We always need the glue sticks and the eraser, but we always have extra sharpeners extra color pencils, those kind of things. So what is people out there, what do they do with the stationery? Because you're not allowed to use it in the new year. So that's kind of always a worry for me. Good on you. All right, so repurposing stationery. Oh, the 1B5s brings back memories. Kia ora, Steve McCabe, how are you? Welcome. Thank you. Just made it in time. Yeah, how was the traffic? Nightmare. Really? Oh, it's shocking, yeah. It took me an hour and a quarter to get here from Bukakoi. That's a lot. Yes, it was. Okay. But I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, lovely to have you here. Um, the second to last show of the year, and we have a great panel, Boopsy and Steve. Okay, time for I've Been Thinking. Steve McCabe. Well, I've been thinking about um, a comment that I heard Erica Stanford, the National MP, make um, to Kim Hill on RNZ about a week or so ago. She made the comment that in New Zealand, traditionally, we have low wages. Don't we? Well, yes, we do, but it's the word traditionally. Like, it just happens. Like, you know, we have earthquakes, we have Pahutakawa trees, and we have low wages. No. It's not traditional. It's by design. People decided this. People who actually make good wages 
decided that other people would make low wages. It doesn't have to be that way. It's set that way through greed. We have a lot of money in this country. Our per capita GDP, it's up there with, it's approximately equivalent to the UK or France, smidge behind Germany, a long way ahead of places like Italy, Taiwan, Japan. We don't talk about these places as being traditionally having low wages. No, we're not low wage. We are high greed. We are high exploitation. Okay, so if you were in charge of the country for a day, what would you do? If I were in charge of the country for a day, first of all, let's think, we would be looking at uh, a massively raised uh, minimum wage. We're looking at maximum uh, wage disparity between lowest and highest earning in a corporation. We would scrap all tax on earned income. You've heard me talk about that one before. Yeah. Corporate tax, wealth tax, capital gains tax. We need to completely rethink the way we're doing things in this country. Oh, yeah, and get rid of um, uh, sales tax as well. Do you like Steve? Do you think that Steve McCabe should run the country for a day based on what you've heard there? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Doesn't have to be just a day, um, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here all week. (laughs) So you're looking at more of the Scandinavian um, imagery for Aotearoa. Finland, for example, they have quite high tax rates, don't they? Absolutely, yes. But they've also got exceptionally high spending on things like education and housing. Uh, They recently tried doing um, free housing for the unhoused. Guess what? Suddenly there's no longer much of a housing uh, homeless problem in Finland. You know, giving people what they need amazingly gets rid of the need. It works. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. None so far. No one's one's responded so far to you, Steve. And I know my wife's listening, so that's a real concern. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Um, worried about sharpening. (laughs) Now, uh, yes, I would definitely stay for Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, Get this guy off the radio. His (laughs) ideas would crash the economy. You're on the panel. It's going so well right now, isn't it? You're on the panel, RNZ National, Steve McCabe and Bruce Moran. Stay with us. We have the winner of the Trade Me auction staggering 100k. Goodness.